I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast. I am Sean, alongside Joe, Solo Joe again. TJ is uh, still packing. He'll be back soon, though. Uh, We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You can go to any of those and subscribe and we'll pop up every time a new episode comes up we'll be right there so what is the glimmer of hope in the virginia tech loss we will tell you but first highlights it's the home grays for the Hokies and the road orange for the orange and they control the opening tip everybody up in syracuse thought the sky was falling and they put together back-to-back wins against miami and Pitt. And things are looking okay two and one in the acc there's a three from the top of the key to open the scoring for the cuse they allowed 98 points per game in those two. Nice look down low, and there's Lede again at close range. He needs to do take it up here, finish at the rim against Sides. There's Lydon. His first shot of the game is an easy one. Two. Allen finds Clark, who gets it to Bibbs. The left-hand jumper is good, and the foul. Winners of two straight, looking to storm the castle and win their third straight and their first on the road in the ACC. Right now, they're in trouble, but Tyus Battle gets another triple, his second of the night. He has six. Standing defense out of Louisville. Five on the shot clock for the Orange. White for three. Just gets buckets. Here's Gillen. Passes up a good shot for a better one. Four hours, he said. Nice take. There you go. And there's John Gillen. Turnover to Allen, but you know what? That's outlaws bad. Only the second Virginia Tech turnover tonight. Here's Battle makes him pay. Tyus Battle with his third triple of the night. He's in double figures with 11. Now the largest lead of the game for Virginia Tech. There's a throwdown from Roberson. And they handle the press. Easily. And he's... A, a terrific decision by Chris Clark. Gillen calls his own number and knocks down the three. The second straight possession where Syracuse can't connect from three. And now Virginia Tech trying to salt this one away. Virginia Tech holds off a game Syracuse Orange Club. And those were the uh, low lights, I guess, if you will. Um, I, I think that, you know, all in all, Syracuse playing a big game. 
in conference at Virginia Tech. Um, I didn't see them flounder too bad as far as heart and in, in not giving up. I feel like they at least fought the whole game. Um, once again, we have the same problems, though. Yeah, yeah, same problems. I mean, nothing Virginia Tech brought us. I mean, surprised me. They averaged uh, five guys in double digits. They had five guys 30-plus minutes and five guys in double digits. And, uh, I mean, it comes down to a couple things. Obviously, I feel like I might have put the kiss of death on uh, Tyler Lydon there last week talking about uh, getting us in foul trouble and possibly someone twisting an ankle. And, lo and behold, he gets in foul trouble and then twists an ankle. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we talked about it before. Lydon's got a He's got to have good games. I mean, he's got to be able to score. He had two points, and he was he was pretty obviously uh, hampered there by his uh, his ankle two in the second half. Two points, one assist. He sat early with two fouls. Um, he got twenty nine minutes, and um, you know he he was he, apparently he said he was good to go. And sometimes you know that's the player in a player. You know, that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the competitor in a player, and they'd rather be out there gimping around. Sometimes it's probably better to just, you know, um, take a seat and, and, ice, oh, yeah. and ice it up, you know. But, you know, you had, uh, <laughs> you had Thompson in there. He had zero defense, this guy. Um, yeah, he's uh, – I mean, you have to – one of the biggest things even in zone is just keep your hands up. I mean, he recruits the length. And if you got it, I mean, Torian Thompson, I mean, 6'10", yeah, he might not be, you know, physically mature as a two- or three-year player, but, yeah, he's got the, the length, and all he's got to do is put his hands up, and it probably stops half the stuff that went through. I mean, that was another big part of our problem. I mean, how many easy bas- baskets did they get early in the first half just passing straight down to yep. the free-throw line? There you know what I mean? Like ten. The difference in the game was 10 points. And they got ten of the, They got ten points off of that pass that you're talking about at the end of the baseline, where there was no center. And the center, was yeah, up. where it was just too easy to score, you know. Yep. And like you said, I mean, even to piggyback off that, you look at other stats. I mean, we average about twelve and a half turnovers a game. We had eleven, so we're we were yeah, yeah right there. But they, they average fifth. They average fifteen turnovers a game, and they only had six. And then to go on top of the fact that they scored seven more points from the free throw line, had, I don't know, I think 11 more attempts. I mean, yes. that's Syracuse. that's five less turnovers, and that's seven more points, free throw line. That's little things. It's a little, lot of little things that add up. And you're right. They, like, um, on, the, on the free throws, we had 16. They had 27. So there's your 11 you, you, were, you were mentioning. And we actually shot better percentage-wise. We were at 75%. And that's something that we said needed to, to be fixed. And it seems to be getting better. Um, well, in the ACC play, it has. ACC play, I think, we're second in the conference. But the non-conference has drugged that average down. Yeah, so, I mean, overall as a season, yeah. if you look at it, I think we're down in like 13, 14, 12, something like that in free throw percentage. But in the ACC, we're top three team right now. So that has turned around. The the uh, six turnovers um, that we scored um, nine points off of, um, it's those numbers 
but the six turnovers bothers me a little bit because the defense had just been really causing a lot of um, problems. And to uh, go back to what you said, it was the length, it was the arms, it was getting in the way, deflecting passes, blocks, uh, stealing the ball, intercepting passes, and there was just minimal of that. In fact, oh yeah, there was only two steals, three steals the whole game. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's way below our average. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, there's there's so many factors to look at. Leiden scoring two points, the difference between free throws, turnover margin. And that's the I mean, that, that's a win right there. It's the little and, and, little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad guard play, which we've had look we've had consistently the guard, against yeah, good the guard, teams. The guard you know? play was awful. Yeah. Um, so I mean, all that and just to lose by ten at Blacksburg, I mean, to me, that's pretty impressive. And you can walk away knowing what your weaknesses are and why you lost the game. You know, I mean, yeah, it was clear. It was clear. And yeah, and um, going into Blacksburg like that, it's not like it's an away game. OK, it's a conference game. It's a competitive game. You got um, old Buzzy in there and he's an excellent yeah. coach. And, you know, you're going to have a fit um, with Buzz Williams in there. Uh, but the, the place only holds holds well i don't know how much it holds but there was only six thousand people there yeah i mean i noticed there was a <laughs> lot of empty seats so awful. i mean it's so funny well, in 2000 of them are, were su fans to be fair it is i think the students are off <laughs> so are they still off are they really i think they are yeah okay i'm just saying though it don't matter when you play in the dome you're, you're getting you're getting 20,000 18 20,000 in conference play and i know we hold more than that, and I know we hold more than Virginia Tech, but to me, six thousand—that's terrible. Yeah, well, the crowd shouldn't have been a factor, that's for sure. Exactly, 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 and they only got loud a couple times. Um, Forty-two points in the paint—I uh, th- I believe that's the highest, our high for the year, too—and that obviously uh, was due to uh, the lack of uh, outside shooting. Um, couldn't hit any real, you know, 15 foot jump shots or anything like that. Uh, went five for 17 from behind the arc at 29%, two for nine in the, in the second half when we needed them 22%. Yeah. They, like I said, I mean, they play that pressure. I mean, you saw it, they were making us break the press. I mean, they did exactly what we thought they were going to do. And I mean, those points in the paint come down to, I think a lot of it was, Roberson at the end of the game. I mean, I think he ended up with 14 points, 10 rebounds. Like, we did win the rebound margin, 38-31. But at the end, it wasn't enough. And, I mean, points in the paint, I think that might have been skewed by the end of the game and, you know, got slowed down a little bit there with uh, them shooting a lot of free throws and they got in the bonus pretty pretty early in the second half. Yeah, they uh, did, too. They did. So, you know, and then we're going down there hucking. And, I mean... Like I said, guard play, it's just uh, – and the one th- – I mean, a couple things. I mean, obviously, you hope Leiden's good for the next game. Um, it I think it's good that we that walk bad. away knowing, you know, 10-point oh. game with all the disadvantages. But I did hear of a little thing with the end of the game there. Gillen took a three-pointer, and uh, Beheim took him out, and there was a little uh, 
talking back and forth and stuff, and I'm just hoping that that doesn't become a problem and that we can just get uh, you mean you know, realize he was, realize the faults. He was giving coach the business. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, a Gillen he took a three without running any offense, and yeah, uh, I remember that shot. Yeah, and, and it was near the end there, and Beheim took him out, and uh, Beheim said something, and Gillen kind of chirped back. Hasn't been said what's been said, but I mean, it's not something that you want to see. Obviously, I mean, like you said, I mean, we fought. It was they at did. Blacksburg. It's a good. It's a good team. I mean, we easily could have gave up and lost by twenty, like we have in the past, and we didn't. Um, but you'd hope that that's just not a problem down the road, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we were only ahead once. That score was three to two. It was our first field goal of the game. The three pointer. Um, and after that, we lost the lead. We never came back, but we cut it within, we got it from 12 to four, from eight to four, you know, from 12 to three, you know, we got it within three in the second half and they just could not close, man. A couple times there where, you know, and it happened quick. one stop and a big play and maybe, you know, but it just never happened. No, it never happened, but, um, you know, like I said, there was glimmers of hope there of coming back, and that's a team this year who absolutely showed no heart in the second half when they've been down, and we didn't win the game, but you have to take a positive out of a game like that when you look back and you say, this is a better Virginia Tech team than the St. John's team we played, oh, yeah. and and we gave it, we gave it all we had. I feel like, honestly, we're better than that. I think the score should have been way closer. We mentioned just a couple little tweaks between the fouling, um, the the straight the straight pass to the baseline that was yeah. ghost town. Um, that too, abs- too easy a basket. Too, too easy. They were all dunks. Every single one of them went right up to the rim. I think it was yeah. eight, eight to ten points of that. And it was the same play every time because the center pulled up. Now, it happened no matter who was in there, it happened. I mean... Oh, yeah. Confident team. I think it was good. They moved the ball around pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they did. The passing, Virginia Tech's passing was was really good. I was actually a little impressed by it. they took care of the ball. They took care of the ball, only six turnovers. There's your difference. The point is, if you're going to take something good from it, SU did not give up. And... Pretty much, that's all we can ask for. Uh, let's hear what Coach had to say. I thought uh, Virginia Tech moved the ball very well. Second half got some really good looks. I thought our interior defense was not good in, the, in either half, and I thought that was a, a big key. But um, offensively, we didn't really get anything accomplished uh, that we wanted to. And again, part of that was their defense was very good. Yeah, we didn't. Well, it wasn't the high low. They were making a direct pass from the perimeter, which has never happened to us. Where forwards were not covering, we just weren't in position. Our center wasn't in good position. I think they forgot that we won two games in a row because our defense was good. Our defense was horrendous tonight, and our offense uh, isn't going to quite be good enough to make up for that level of defense. It's just he's he's not good on the, he's not good on the defensive end in the zone and it's you know it's just one of those things. That's why he didn't play the last two games. 
<laughs> and there, you, there you have it. That's why he yeah. didn't play the last two games, um, which we touched on briefly. And um, you know, he's got to get better. He's got to learn how to extend. He's got to learn how to help his teammates out on defense because he scored the most points and he only played thirty-two minutes. I say only, but still, I mean, you know, they, you know, that's pretty good for for, for him. And uh, well, a lot of that was because of Leiden, but. Yeah, that's true. Well, what do you think about Frank Howard? I mean, he got, he, he, you know, this is a guy I had high hopes for watching last year. And um, he's been a, a bump on a log. And coach puts him in for 13 minutes. You know, he's got two points and four assists. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, he did He did come in. He played, um, he played pretty well in the beginning. Um, I mean... <sighs> It's tough because he did come out, I mean, and he did make mistakes in the second half, kind of, you know, reverted to his old self a little bit. And, I mean, like I said, I mean, if Gillen comes out and plays like he did the last two games, then there might not even be a need for Howard, you know. But, I mean, at the same time, if we want to go anywhere this year, we got to have some sort of depth. And Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he did come out and he did do some things, you know, but – you know, there's a there's a time of possession uh, in the second half where I noticed Gillen was at the time like in you know, the scores table about to check in, and Howard saw that and he forced a three up. You know what I mean? Like he did force some shots, and I just seemed like he forced. He just he just presses too much. I think he's in his own head, and when he's out there, you know, sometimes he looks like he could be the one to lead us. And other times he looks like he's just making the wrong decision every single time. I know. it. Well, so, I mean, that's it. We put it behind us. We got a familiar opponent coming up. That's it for the Virginia check chokies. Did you watch the championship game? I did. That was yes. pretty, that was pretty good, right? It was really good. It was, it was, I was impressed. I, I shut it off. In, oh, I shut yeah. it off in the third quarter, but, um, why would you do such a thing? I was tired. <laughs> I was tired. If my wife sees my eyes going and I'm in, I'm in bed watching TV, it's going off. The TV's going oh. off. She can't handle it. So anyway, yeah, I woke up the next I'm morning. Single, I'm single, like, so I can do stuff like that. <laughs> fall asleep with the TV on, you lucky dog. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I woke up the next morning and checked it. I could not believe Clemson won. And I watched, the, I watched of course, I watched the, the last play of the game, or, well, the second to last play of the game. Um, with six seconds left, scoring a touchdown like that, leaving one second on the clock. It was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I got to say, I yeah. do like watching yeah. Alabama lose, and I don't know what's better, watching them lose all the time or having them win, uh, having them win the whole season and then lose. So, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone wants to see Alabama lose. So. All right, so looking ahead, Boston College, what adjustments do we have to make there? Um, I mean, I... They're a team we should have beat. I think the one thing that first game proved is that there's going to be no road game in the ACC that's going to be easy, and that's for sure. Um, but since they played us, they went to Wake Forest and lost by 13 and went to Duke, lost by 11, and um, they're back to their normal ways <laughs> Yeah, kind of. You know, but at the same time, you really can't can't say too much because of the position we're in. Um, they got the same guys. I mean, Jerome Robinson, Kai Bowman, Turner. 
they they ate us up. The guy in the middle there, like I like I said, I still don't know his name, but I mean I don't even know if it's worth knowing. But he almost had a triple double against us. So, I mean, we just have to learn from this loss. And I mean, I don't foresee Boston College shooting the, the way they did. that they shot. No way. Yeah, no I mean way. that's. That's like, no, I mean, no oof, way. It's two, one of those things, two times in one year. Huh. It, it just, it just figures it was us, and that's all I have to say about that. About their, well, yeah, about but their I mean, shooting. they definitely came out with more, with more fire, like you said. Oh, I mean, yeah, no we've had the two, it. we've had the two wins, and this was one of the losses like no other. You know, I mean, as far as this year goes, is I mean, this year, like you said, at the end of the game, if we know we're gonna lose, we just kind of throwing the towel and yeah. we didn't throw in the towel against Virginia Tech. No. And that's know. something that we, that Syracuse fans need to, um, you know, we need wins. Um, don't get me wrong. That's I, I'm not even contesting, we that, do. but, but seeing a team actually turn a corner, uh, from Miami, I've seen, we've seen it three, three games in a row. I think in my opinion, Miami was the first full real game that we played, even though I know we had wins, but that was the first real full game we played. And yeah. to continue that on the pit and then play the way we did in Blacksburg, we got to give them a little bit of credit. We had a gimpy Tyler Lydon, and we had a couple other issues we discussed earlier. And um, yeah. I think it's an easy fix. I say we go into Boston College, and I say we spank them. I say we go well, into Boston College and is, we spank them. It is a home game. I know. Right. Well. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. No, go into Boston College. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. I forgot that first game was was an away game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They Boston College comes to the dome. I say we got at least twenty thousand there. We spank them in the dome. Well, we kind of got to. I mean. Yeah, because we've been going into this five game stretch as as a fan, knowing where we came from. I was only looking for three out of five. And I, albeit I thought two of them were going to be from Boston College, um, we got two another way, and now we have Boston College again. And uh, like you said, I mean, with Miami and Pitt, we were at home. I think that the road games in the ACC this year, are gonna, it's going to be a dogfight every time. It's going to be very hard to win in an away game. And uh, yeah. I definitely see I definitely see us being able to fix some of the things and – I mean, Leiden, he was a little gimpy, but that's not something that you can't fix after a couple of days of just rest. I mean, if he was out there running around, it's not that serious. So I, th- I think he'll be fine. And be honest with you, it, it wasn't like he was doing a whole lot that game anyway. Um, he should have probably just sat out. But like we discussed, that's the competitor and the player. And they're right. always going to be like that. So, yeah. Um, now I'm watching currently. I'm watching a timestamp. This I'm watching Pittsburgh, Louisville, and Louisville is a team that that worries me every year, no matter what they're rated. Um, but anyway, I just thought I'd I'd note that, um, and we'll get to them soon. We play them at the end of the year, real close together, twice. So, huh. yeah, we play them. We play them first on a. Um, yeah, Louisville's winning by fourteen, huh? Yeah, we play them first uh, February 13th, and then 13 days later, less than two weeks, we play them again. And in between them, we got Georgia Tech and Duke. So that's a tough stretch. 
Um, oh yeah, I'm mean, like like we talked about. I mean, ACC is a gauntlet, and uh, there's not going to be too, especially if it's a road game. It don't matter who it is. It's not going to be easy. Right. And so, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of teams that are ranked higher than us, and they're going to come to the dome, probably favored. So. Well, what? Uh, let's just real quickly touch on number eleven, currently number eleven, uh, North Carolina. We play them um, after Boston College. We play them Boston College on a Saturday, the fourteenth. Two days later, we got to leave Syracuse and head to Chapel Hill to face the Tar Heels um, in North Carolina, and obviously we know. Um, that is going to be um, a real test of no. of <laughs> everything, and it's going to mostly test. Let's be honest, and we've we've talked about it um, to nauseum. It's going to test the heart of this team um, to stay competitive, oh, yeah. stay competitive, stay clean. They got to play clean ball. They got to stay out of foul trouble. Um, you you got to. <laughs> Coach has tried, got to try to only go six deep if he can. You know, if we stay out of foul trouble and we can keep our stamina up, we can do that. It's just going to be a kind of a nightmare, though, uh, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean can't, go an episode, can't go an episode without mentioning Ken Palm. So, I mean, he's got him. He's got UNC ranked sixth right now currently. And, oh, really? Uh, Oh, yeah. And they got the usual suspects. I mean, they got Isaiah Hicks and Kennedy Meeks down low. Uh, Joel Berry. Uh, they just got uh, forward Theo Pinson back from injury. Um, Justin Jackson. I mean, they're loaded still. I mean, they lost a point guard. They lost a power forward. They lost a little bit of uh, leadership experience. But at the end of the day, I mean, who? I mean, since they lost to Georgia Tech, I mean, they went out and they beat uh, uh, they beat uh, Clemson at Clemson by three in overtime. Clemson's a pretty good team, and we talked about the road games. But and then they came out and they beat NC State by fifty-one. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and that was Theo Pinson's return. I'll, he didn't play a lot, but he's one of those older guys that you know the team relies on. So right now they're currently beating Wake Forest at Wake Forest by 15 at halftime. So, I mean, where's your boy, play, where's your boy have SU that? at? Where's he have SU at right now? 54. Okay. Cause we were 58. Uh, so we, we haven't, we haven't budged a whole bunch. We were 58. We went to 52 and then went to 54. Oh, okay. With the loss. Okay. Oh, Virginia I got Tech. you. I yeah. got you. He's quick. He's quick. Huh? He's not like these coaches no. come out once a week, huh? Um, no, he's daily, oh, okay. daily oh, baby. Okay. Okay. I don't even bother <laughs> yeah, looking so, him up. So I'm just relying on you for that. So, well, I mean, like I said, he's pretty accurate. I mean, at the end of the year, when you see the teams that make the tournament as far as at large bids and I mean, he's usually right there. Yeah. Well, so, um, but I mean, Hey, UNC, it's going to be tough at UNC. I mean, got to be realistic about some things. It's going to be a test and, as a fan, you can really only hope for a win, but you can't be naive to know who the better team is. So, so Joe, looking know. looking ahead at our at our schedule, our podcast schedule. Okay, 
Um, you and I discussed this already, just letting everybody know. Uh, TJ should be back soon. He's he's moving, so I, he's he's got all his stuff in disarray, apparently. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, he's packing. Uh, so, um, we may do a do an episode, a short episode, after uh, the Boston College game. If not, we will be back uh, recording again Wednesday evening. The episode will be out Wednesday night if we don't record Saturday nice. night, right? All about the motivation, right? Exactly. So <laughs> if they if they win, we have motivation to do it. <laughs> exactly. If if Syracuse beats goes, if Boston College comes to the dome and Syracuse spanks them, like I suspect, we'll record an episode Saturday night just for the hell of it. Oh yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. Hey, and and, and another thing, just to shoot out there, I'm not single. I got a girlfriend. She just allows me to fall asleep with the tv on so i gotta shout that out or else she'll be mad at me so <laughs> oh yeah that's true you said you're single that's right yeah i did wow trouble, trouble. <laughs> yes sir all right well that's it that's all we got um this week like you said uh the schedule's sporadic uh we'll try to keep everybody updated on that try to get on our facebook page and um interact with us there we're always shooting out posts during the um during the game so That's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. Till next time. Later. You just heard the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 